Tales from the Teacher's Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Morris, and today we talk improv and teaching with Jill Eichmann. Jill is the artistic director and co-founder of Leela. She has directed over 100 original productions of Leela and serves as a producer board member of the San Francisco Improv Festival and is the executive producer of Femprofizer Fest, San Francisco's all-female identified improv fest. She has taught her signature style of improv to thousands of improvisers of all ages. Most recently, she taught a six-week private improv class to the cast members of Disney's The Lion King Broadway tour. She has studied in New York and Chicago with some of the best from UCB, The Second City, IO, Annoyance, and Magnet. She's also a licensed marriage and family therapist, drama therapist, and self-revelatory theater director who continues to research and teach the psychological implications and therapeutic benefits of improv. There's much more to Jill's bio, and I'm going to leave that in the uh, sections and information for the episode. Jill, Jill's great. I love Jill. She's so much fun to be around. She has such a great approach to improv. She knows what she wants to get across and what she wants her company to stand for. The other thing I think you'll really enjoy from the episode is the fact that she is also a drama therapist and thus really has a lot of insight and some great tips on creating a classroom that is safe and is well managed. So please take note. You're going to need your pen and paper for this one. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy Tales from the Teacher's Lounge. Hi, Jill. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being uh, with me today. I'm excited. We're we're bi-coastal here. This is cool. This is amazing. (laughs) I love it. Uh, I just want to jump in. How long? I know you've been improvising a long time, but how long have you been teaching improv? Oh, I would say like officially, you know, like as a an adult, a fancy adult and not just like in college, you know, putting together a little improv class, I would say since 2003. Okay. Yeah. That's when I officially started teaching in the Bay area. Mm -hmm. Did you, um, tell us, tell me a little bit about that, like how that came to be. Yeah. Yeah. I was a plucky, a plucky little 20 year old, you know, um, my, uh, husband and I moved out from New York to San Francisco. Um, he was, he was in grad school at NYU and I was taking some classes at UCB. Um, and then God, this, I, it's going to be very tangential here. <laughs> um, and, uh, 2001, we actually saw nine 11 happen from our roof. We were in Queens. It was kind of a, crazy event very like for me very much like okay what am I doing with my life my life is precious you know that type of experience um and so shortly after that experience I was kind of reevaluating what I wanted to do with my life because my ultimate plan was like I want to be on SNL I want to be an actor I want to do improv you know um but after that I was like I want to do improv that makes a difference so I was kind of googling um like arts therapies, you know, like psychology and arts and therapy and all that kind of stuff. And I found out about drama therapy. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like theater, improv, therapy. Definitely. That was what it was for me, (laughs) you know. Um, And then I found a school out in San Francisco. Um, So we decided to move out to San Francisco and I attended a graduate school program in drama therapy out here. And then when I was out here um, interviewing, you know, they definitely asked me, like, what do you plan to do when you graduate? Like, what do you want to do with this degree? And I definitely was like, I want to be an improv teacher. 
And they were like, that's interesting. This is a therapy school. And I was like, yeah, but improv is so therapeutic. And for me, it, you know, it just felt like it was so transformational more than just like a craft of being an artist. You have to really work on yourself and you have to be able to work within a group. Um, and that feels very, very much like an inner psychological process more than anything. Um, so I want to be an improv teacher that helps people in this kind of therapeutic way. Um, so they bought it. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah. So that was like just kind of my path when I was going through graduate school of like, I want to learn how to be an improv teacher in this way, find like kind of my method of teaching that's like psychological and therapeutic. Um, and uh, when, after about a semester of class, Chris was like, my husband was like, uh, so Jill, you're, you're really like creating this path for you as an improv teacher. Why don't you just start teaching classes? I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You know, he's like, no, just put yourself out there, like start teaching. Um, so he's really good at like website design and structure and stuff. So he created a little website. And he's like, let's make a company. <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, so we definitely like kept on yes anding each other. And he really encouraged me to just like go like put up. And back then that was like before Facebook and all this stuff, you know, this was 2003. And we just started putting up flyers and um, ads on Craigslist, you know, about improv classes. And I remember like my first improv class that I taught, like maybe two or three people showed up and this was in the mission. And, uh, I was just teaching stuff that I learned from like UCB and other thought things I was thinking about from drama therapy school, you know, how to do that. Yeah. So was, was those first classes just drop-in workshops or were they yeah they, they were just like drop-in workshops um we just we messed with so many different models that year it was like let's just try this you know um and then eventually we wanted to have some kind of company you know like a company a resident company of players so we held this like big audition and we like paid people and like we got the big the the best of the best we felt from the audition and we had once a month shows and yeah, we wanted to make a big splash, you know, when we first had our company out here. Yeah. Um, from that audition or whatnot, so those were just players, so they were not going through any pro – they had already been trained and all that kind of – Well, stuff. no, the way we did it is we required them to go to a once-a-week rehearsal, uh, once-a-week class, and the class would be open to the community. So they would be kind of like – like, oh, we'd have these players, these resident players playing alongside anybody else open that wanted to take, come take the class. Yeah. So, so with those uh, with those classes then, um, you created the curriculum. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And I was just, like, trying shit. You know, it's like, oh, I learned this in drama therapy school. This would be interesting. <laughs> Let's try okay. this shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you, weren't, so you weren't necessarily on a trajectory of, like, this is absolutely the end goal I want them to have by the class or by the X amount of weeks. It was sort right. of, um, it's very experimental. Okay. I think from my perspective, I was like very much like, Oh, let's try something. How um, yeah. No, I was gonna say, how long do you think it took you until you sort of figured out? I, we absolutely know the philosophy that this is going to go yeah. down and now we can build out our curriculum. I think that's more recent, maybe in the last, four or five years, you know, I've been feeling that way. Like, again, my husband was like really encouraging me, you know, we should do a levels program. And I was always so against levels. I was like, I think improv should be like going to a dance class. Like you just go and you work at the bar and you train and you work out, you know, 
It's like, this feels like Scientology <laughs> with the like level. <laughs> Where do you really get to? You know? Uh, <laughs> so I was like so against it. Um, I know. <laughs> I was so against it. But he's like, you know, I think people want to complete something. They want to feel like they've completed something. And I'm like, okay. So I think this was like 2010 or 2011. Um, I'm like, I don't know like how to write a training program. And he was just like, just write out, like, what do you feel like the perfect improviser is? Like, who's your dream improviser? And I just started writing down qualities that I really respected in improvisers. Um, and then I built a curriculum from that. You know, and every level is focused on a different skill. Okay. Value that I really respect as an improviser. So that's how I created the, we have a seven level training program. So that's how I created each level. So what is the the backbone philosophy behind all of these levels then? So we've uh, consolidated our mission uh, of Leela into three words. So it's truthful, artistic play. Yeah. That's actually great though, to just really get it that focused. Yeah. Yeah. that, That absolutely helps that. So obviously you were just taking from what you had learned before and then doing it. But nowadays, uh, what if someone, are you the Uh only teacher right now or do you have? No, we've got about 12 teachers now. Yeah. 12. Do you have a train Uh the trainer program for them or how are you, how does that handled? Yeah. I mean, again, it's trial by fire. We're still working it out. Um, something I'm starting in January is, um, Actually, this quarter I'm starting is every three months I want to bring out a visiting teaching artist. And one of those workshops that they teach will be a professional development workshop for our teachers. Um, so Jay Suko, I think you just t- talked yes. to him. Yeah, He's coming out in December and is going to do one of those with us. We've had some in the past, like we had David Rosowski do one with us, Bill Arnett, you know. Yeah, so definitely whenever I bring a teaching artist, I'm like, work with our teachers, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So currently right now, what is that? How does that process work for you though? If somebody wants to be a teacher or, yeah. just, or is just a very new teacher in your, uh, right. with you, or with your company? Yeah. That's definitely something I've been like trying to figure out too and talking to other people like you and people who are doing theaters around the country, because there are folks that I'm like, Oh wow. They, they have a lot of skill and talent. Um, but they don't have any experience and with Leela nowadays, I've been really priding myself on having teachers that like have a theater background, you know, um, and I want to reward those for folks first, because especially since improv is so hot in the Bay Area right now, it's like I see all these like folks that, you know, come from a tech career, which is awesome. But, you know, like they've got their tech career, <laughs> you know, like what about these artists that have been in the city for like 10, 15 years struggling you know, like, let me give them a consistent gig first, you know, they've got so much to give to the community. So before I was really like, um, wanting to give, uh, these opportunities to theater artists first. Um, but lately I've been like, huh, this is, this would be interesting to have this person, you know, that could really speak to more of the tech community and understand that perspective. Cause that's the majority of our students are people who work in tech, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Your, yeah, your, your, your client, your student, yeah, San Francisco has its own challenges right. as well. Uh, so, the, yeah. so the teachers who are teaching for you, are they given your, your curriculum then? Is that so? Yeah, so what we've been doing lately is I'll write the curriculum. And the way I write cl- curriculum is I usually have like a goal or objective for the entire six weeks and then also for each, 
each class within the six weeks. Um, and then I'll put down exercises that I know that meet those objectives. And I'll, I'll go over it with the teacher before they teach their first class, like what are the exercises are. And if they can come and, and observe a class, that's even better, <laughs> you know, like to come see either me or somebody else teach that class. Um, but uh, I also tell them, hey, you know, I know you don't know this. If you don't know this exercise, I don't want you trying to teach an exercise you don't know or you don't feel good about. Like, just replace it with something that you feel like meets that objective. So there are certain classes, like, I feel like our level one class is pretty honed in. And both of our improv one teachers that teach that class, like, they both took classes with me and shadowed me a lot and do a lot of the same exercises that I do. But like our improv two class is still pretty loosey goosey in each, and that's the one that's more on the two person scene and relationships. So um, I tend to get improv teachers that have strong acting or Meisner background, Meisner acting approach for that class, um, because I really want to teach acting skills, you know. Know? And each of those teachers have their own perspective and theories within that class. So it's a little that one's a little bit more loose, yeah. How are your teachers and how are you when you're teaching? What Well, what classes are you currently teaching? What classes do you typically teach? I don't know that. For those not listening, you had a baby, so I don't know if you're back to teaching class. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. For the longest time, I was like the improv one teacher. Like I felt really passionate about that. Like I want to be the first thing for our improv students and make sure they have that foundation that I think is really important for improv. And I just love teaching improv one. Because for me, it brings a lot of like my therapeutic perspective and like really having people get rid of that inner critic or lessen the the inner critic. Um, So that's what our improv one class is all about. It's like just playing, like trusting your impulses, like finding that group mind and getting all like warm and fuzzy with each other. You know, that family connectedness. Um, But like lately, uh, right now I'm teaching improv two and it was just kind of out of necessity. You know, our other improv two teachers were busy and I'm like, okay, I guess I got to teach it, (laughs) you know? Um, So like, that's been really good for me because I think improv two is so much what Leela is, like so much what our certain brand is. And it's like very much like honest scene work, you know, like being really in the moment, discovery, and it's called authentic relationships. So it's all about the relationship. So um, what metrics then are you using to this? So, I mean, here's what's difficult that I feel is always challenging in improv is that um, it's subjective because it's an art. But every one I, you know, everyone I've been talking to and I know from my own experience, based on what our curriculum is, we have certain outcomes we want our students to be hitting. Um, So are you using any specific metrics to assess that? Um, and do you guys have policies uh-huh. in place that students don't move forward through the levels? And- I mean, right now what we've had is kind of like an honor code. Like if you miss more than uh, if you miss more than two classes, then you can't pass on to the next level. And it's kind of like an honor system. Like don't sign up if you've done that, <laughs> you know, um, uh, we haven't, like, not allowed somebody to register for the next class. I've thought about that. I've thought about that um, because I do think, like, as – especially as the levels get uh, more challenging, I would say especially starting with level four, you know, there have been some improvisers. I'm like, geez, they just can't hang with this curriculum. Like, should I have let them pass through? 
So that's something I've been thinking about a little bit and how do I measure that and how to, you know, to be fair about that. But um, as far as metrics, yeah, it's tricky. It's very tricky. Um, I think a big part of it, though, especially in the Bay Area and just talking to you about your Florida scene a little bit, too, um, is the flaky factor. Like, uh, I have to I have to really build a culture of professionalism. You know, I have to and it's it's taken years and it still takes time to try to get people to be on time to make it to class like accountability to their group, you know, and to really get that that's what is so important to this improv art form more than, more than just like going to a yoga class or a dance class, you know, is like when you sign up for improv class, you're accountable not only to yourself and your goals, but to your right. classmates. Yeah. That's the biggest yeah. difference I think versus like, Oh, I'm going to do yoga. Sure. But it's just for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing yoga. By all means, go do yoga. <laughs> it's right. just, yeah. You can right. do it by yourself. Uh, are your students then um, the flip side of that of evaluating your teachers and your and your own mm-hmm. um, and your own self? Are they are they filling out any type of survey forms? Are you doing evaluations? I'll have like class evaluations online that I'll send out to the students at the end of their six weeks. It, it, unfortunately, we don't get a, you know a lot of people don't fill them out or, or you know or I don't know how in-depth they're really filling them out either if they're really taking the time to think about it so yeah that's tricky <laughs> have you ever got yeah. an evaluation back about yourself and you were like I didn't see that coming um hmm. yeah I think I got an evaluation not from our training center but from a festival that I went to that people just like did not like you know, like, I think I teach very holistically, like, in the sense, of, like, you know, you're learning soft skills, you know, and I think some people are really wanting to, like, hit, 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 you know, like, in this very uh, concrete way, you know, um, so, yeah, I, that was an interesting, like, reflection for me, I was like, oh, some people really want very concrete things back from sure. class, I think it's hilarious, know? though, because I feel yeah. like whatever they signed up for, probably was in the description (laughs) right (laughs) i'm pretty sure what you write isn't like come learn how to be funny (laughs) right right yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly and i feel like improv is so experiential you know like you were saying the metrics are it's 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 tricky because i feel like it's like riding a bike you know it's like you're not gonna get good at riding a bike until you like ride the bike (laughs) you know what I mean it's like you just experience it and you get good at it by doing you know like just by the experience of doing it um I'm gonna pick apart um well I want to pick apart a little bit about the because you do have the since you do have the drama therapy background you have some skills Uh equipped that a lot of teachers don't have equipped and I know that Mm -hmm. um you know, we, we do, we hear it a lot of like, oh, this is so therapeutic for me. And I didn't know this was going to come up, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, a lot right. of us are saying to the student, it can be therapeutic like, but this is not therapy. Um, and a right. lot of us are definitely not equipped to handle your baggage. <laughs> we have our own. Thank yeah. you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Therapists are the same way. <laughs> They're probably... <laughs> probably got more baggage than a but, but because you do have that background um 
it seems uh-huh. then your classes can be you you might have an opportunity to push people a little bit more. How are you setting up though um, a culture of like it's safe and if something really does come up, yeah. how we're going to handle it? How are, yeah? How right. do you do, how are you working with that? Yeah. I think I teach, I think I teach a lot very differently than most improv teachers um, because I'm, I feel like I'm more of a facilitator of an experience. Like, I think that's what I was trying to answer before. It's like, it's difficult for me to uh, say, oh, these metrics have been checked because I feel like when I teach an improv class, I'm facilitating an experience. I'm I'm very much into Viola Spolin. Do you know Mm -hmm. Viola Spolin's work, which is like, she has some famous quote about like, the experience will give you everything you're wanting if you set up the environment to have that experience, right? So um, right. the way I teach is very much like, okay, here's the exercise. Here are some of the goals for this exercise. But also, what did you all notice? And what did you all get from this exercise? You know, what did you observe in yourself? And I'll let the students really... Um, uh, I'll check in with them after an improv scene and say, Oh, audience, what did you like about this scene? What did you notice? You know, and, uh, my teaching will come from them. You know what I mean? We'll be inspired from them. We'll build off of that. Yeah. So, so sort of, so building on their response of what they did notice Uh, and what they liked, and then adding to why that was working then for this. That makes a lot of sense. Have, um, but that's also, uh, to go to the class, and I love that you're asking, what did you like, right? Um, but it's also opening a door for getting criticism, perhaps from your classmates. So, so how is that? How is that conversation facilitated yeah. toward people who are on the stage and the people who are the, the other students, right? right? I, I try to really keep it about the skill that we're honing in on. You know, so it's like, so this exercise we're doing, like maybe, um, is focusing on listening. Right. And so, uh, after that experience, like I'll ask the, the actors on stage. So what did you notice? Oh, wow. You know, I was much more observant to my partner. I was able to respond on like this kind of multi-level, you know, so it's, it's really taking, um, the experience that you're having. You know, rather than uh, critiquing. Yeah. And I try, you know, when I do ask the audience of the students, I try to really focus on what they like. Keep it positive. They like. Right. Yeah. Because it's hard already to be receiving the mm-hmm. feedback and the notes a lot of times, uh, especially when you're first learning out, learning. And like you said, if a lot of your students are coming from a tech and not a theater background, they may have never even received this kind of feedback before. And like what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build an uh, like truthful artistic play. I'm trying to build artists. So I'll tell, I'll tell students like, I'm going to give you a bunch of different exercises that build certain skills. Some of them you're going to love and that are going to be super fun. Some of them you're going to hate, but right now what, what you're building is your artistic taste. You know, it's like, uh, you're going to have so many different teachers here that have different philosophies on like what looks good as an improviser, you know, but ultimately it's you that gets to build your taste because that's what you are on stage as an improviser. You're just your creativity, like in real time, you know, and you'll find your own artistic sensibility. Yeah. So we talk about this a lot on the podcast and that's with the, um, because I feel like with that approach, you may not receive as much pushback from a student 
when you're getting notes. You know, sometimes yeah. there's that person who just is wanting to constantly defend or challenge the uh-huh. note or feedback they're getting. Um, are you finding with that approach you don't get as much? I think it's the opposite. I think people crave more notes from me. Okay. <laughs> you know, they're like, you're not giving us any notes, you know, like you're not, ah. And then I do a lot of side coaching. I okay. do a ton of side coaching and then I'll get frustrated and be like, I was giving you notes like throughout the whole scene, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and I try to be really, uh, like, like I said, skill focused, you know, it's like my job as your improv teacher is to help build your improv muscles, not critique your creativity. You know, it's like if this if this exercise is working on listening or if this exercise is working on character or some specific skill, I'm looking through a microscope on that specific skill and helping you build that skill. I love I love that uh, because that also helps really laser focus a lot uh, going on in the classroom and that kind of thing. However, with that being said, um, so there's a line, though, between creativity and then what is can be sensed as offensive or crossing the line and all of that. So, you know, especially the last year or so, um, racism and sexism uh, is being just pushed to the forefront of improv, which I think is great. It is great to be having that conversation. So when you have a student, though, who is crossing those boundaries and those lines, first, are you setting anything up prior to class starting. Also, as a company, do you guys have any kind of policy effect? And then when we get to the actual incident on stage, you know, what is your approach? That's a lot. So if I need to repeat that. <laughs> I think first and foremost, it, it it speaks to the type of culture that you're building with your training center. I feel like within the past few years, um, my husband and I have been really laser focused on like, what is our message that we're putting out on our website in our images, you know, that we put out and just like, what is our brand? So that way, in a sense, you're attracting the people that want to play the way you want to play, you know? So I'll knock on something. I, I feel really lucky that we don't get a lot of assholes in our classes because of that. It's like, oh, Leela's very holistic and like hippy dippy. And they actually say the word love and their branding, you know, and like mindfulness, you know. So we're getting folks that have those same value systems that come to our class. We're not getting like, I want to learn how to be funny because that's not like in our branding, you know. Um, and I think often that asshole behavior of like demeaning people, you know, out for the joke comes from, you know, a certain type of branding of like, be a star, you know, like, um, comedy, comedy, like, I'm not saying that comedy is bad, but it's just like, laugh yourself silly, you know, like, I don't know, like, um, but when we have the certain branding, we're bringing in the type of people that uh, have the same belief systems as us, you know, and want to work on that. So I think first and foremost, it's culture. Uh, second, at our drop in class, I always do like a little speech at the top that helps set that culture, set that room. And I say, you know, every improv training center has a different philosophy. Ours is truthful, artistic play. Um, And I say, first and foremost, we ask you to play from a place of love and mutual respect, you know? And so like treat others on the improv stage like you would want to be treated in life, you know? So I just add that that phrase and that tends to set the the tone like oh okay I'm safe here <laughs> you know right I, I think yeah especially at a drop-in class right because yeah you don't know what you're gonna get at a drop-in right. class 
Yeah. Right. And still we do get some folks that are like that. And then I'll just, you know, try to remind people back to what we said at the top. Um, and, uh, you know, may, I, I tend to like share a lot personally because I feel like that, that, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, it helps people not get defensive. <laughs> If you share something from your own personal experience rather than you did this, I saw this, right? Um, I'll share a personal experience. Like I remember I had an improv class and uh, um, something about being a female and being less than came up in the content, you know, and I just like kind of stopped the class for a little bit. I just shared from my own personal experience. I was like, you know, if somebody gives you a gift on stage, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. If somebody calls you a prostitute, you can be the smartest, you know, mathematician prostitute. You can be uh, a stupid, skanky prostitute. You can be whatever kind of prostitute you want to be and always feel like you're empowered by the gift. Um, and remember, you can give any kind of gift you want to people. Make them look good. Make them feel like rock stars. So just uh, and then I shared a personal experience I had when somebody gave me the gift of a prostitute and how I turned it around, you know. Um, so I think sharing personally as a teacher with like a story, a narrative, how you would handle something has a lot more um, power than just like, you know, picking on somebody's choices. Yeah. I think softening, um, softening whatever critique we're giving with our own experience, you know, is super, super helpful. Um, yeah, it just, it really, it makes, and also just, we connect as humans more. Yeah. And I think it also shows folks like, Hey, I'm an improviser too. Right. I'm going through the same stuff you're going through. This is hard. You know, um, we're going to say and do things that just like pop out of our mouth because we live in a icky culture. We're a part of that culture, you know? Um, but like, we're going to make mistakes and we're, and we're still figuring this out. So I think it's, it's creating a culture where we're, we improvise from a kind place, you know? Cause yeah, that's tricky. I think a lot of people that do those racist, sexist comments, I would say 99% of the time, those people, um, don't realize they're doing it, you know, to be hurtful. They don't, right. they, you know? uh, yeah. it goes back to, they're just, they're just looking for a laugh. Yeah. And it's the fastest, easiest way they know to get right. the right. laugh. Yeah. And breaking that habit of like yeah. solid relationships on stage yeah. will also bring what you're looking for. Yeah. Right. So, um, and it's been on. modeled in our society, like kick, kick the little guy, you know, kick the little guy and you get power and you get a laugh, you know? And yeah. And in improv, we, we don't want to punch down, right? So Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, are you – what kind of cl- – so with this cr- culture creation here and this creation of like it's safe and it's, a, you know, uh, an accepting environment, what other like classroom management skills yeah. do you employ? Sure. I mean I think one of the biggest things I learned from conducting drama therapy sessions was just setting a tone right? Like facilitating and all these little choices. Um, people say create a safe space. Like that's just like, so ethereal. Like how do you do that? And a lot of what I learned in school was how to do that. Like, and a lot of that is just being very clear with structure 
and having like the container, the safe container is the, the three hours you have your improv class, right? And making sure people understand what that three hour container means, right? So I'll do a lot of ritual stuff, you know, because ritual helps people feel safe. Like, oh, this is consistent. I know I'll get this every week. This makes me feel safe. Um, so I'll do little things like I'll say we start at seven, <laughs> you know, we're going to start at seven o'clock. And I'll start no matter what, you know, and I usually start um, with uh, meditation. So I'll do like a three minute meditation and I'll just say it very calmly and non non scarily. You know, this is a chance for you to just, you know, transition from your day, uh, let go of all that work bullshit, you know, and be here present with everybody. I have a little timer on my phone. I say three minutes, you know, a chime will go off. Just noticing your breath. If any thoughts come to you, tap them away for later and come right back to your breath. So I'll do a three-minute meditation at the top of class. And we're all in a circle, sitting in a circle. So that's consistent, too, that consistent ritual. I'll shut the door. That's like a safe container. You know, we're shutting the door. So just like very strategic rituals at the top of class is really important. And then at the end of class, like at the end of class, we'll have a little debrief. Um, where each person will say something they took away from class, either like a lesson or a moment they really enjoyed. And then we'll all clap together as a, as a group to have that group mind. And again, standing in the circle. So all these like just spatial rituals are super important. You know, I like to talk about diversity. And the great thing is that the yeah. fact that you are a woman-led uh-huh. company already makes it yeah. diverse, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so, you know, in a, so like I like to ask, like, what are you doing to facilitate that conversation? But you're the living embodiment of that. Right. right. Well, I also think people of color is, is really important, something that I've been really trying to focus on. Um, and just like uh, honoring different ways of improvising. We get a, we get a lot of folks um, in the San Francisco uh, who are not English uh language speakers first you know they're still struggling with English and I'm always trying to be like okay so how can we be more supportive to this community they're they're already coming in like with feeling super challenged you know um like just in certain games like let's not play hotspot because they're not gonna be able to play they don't know all the American songs you know um and uh just like American popular culture stuff, like make it more inclusive for those folks, you know? Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I love that. What, um, what are you doing these days to keep your, your own skills and levels growing Uh for, for being a teacher? Like, what do you do for yourself? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying, I try to find classes outside of San Francisco so I can just like be a student, (laughs) you know? Um, cause sometimes I feel that pressure of like, I'll go to a class and some of my students will be in the class. Um, and I'll be like, Oh, I can't feel, I can't feel like I can just relax and like mess up. That could be my own stuff, but it's good for me to have an, like a, a true experience where I can be a student and a brand new beginner at something. So often I'll go, um, to Chicago or New York or LA and take some intensives and just, I went through the five level IO intensive, uh, recently. So I did that. Um, and for me too, like I get really inspired by movement and dance. And so I'll like, like I'll take that yoga class, <laughs> you know, or I'll go take a dance class and shake things up. Cause that helps me get out of my head, like any kind of physicality stuff. 
helps me get out of my head and into my body. Awesome. Um, If someone was thinking about becoming a teacher in improv, Uh what, what kind of advice would you be giving them? I say just like, go do it. You know, um, I learned so much by doing and like messing up and doing again. And I continue to mess up. <laughs> you know, and I hate I hate those classes, but I just feel like, oh, I hope people come back. Well, let's I mean I, I, let's talk yeah. about that for a second. Just sort of yeah. like cuz that's going to happen and uh-huh. I feel like a lot of times we don't talk about that enough. Um, yeah. I had this happen just the other day. It wasn't the entire class, but there was one exercise. And the exercise was, it was two people up at a time. And overall, it was going really well because I've run it a million times. Yeah. But there was one scene and I didn't stop. I did not stop it. And I should have uh-huh. stopped it. And I just felt guilty for like the last. <laughs> I was like, ah! But I think, you know, Nightmare. we put on um, uh, this, the pressure of like, well, we're teachers now. So right. we, we have to be perfect. When you have one of those classes or moments what are you doing so I know what helps me is is so what I did uh one was a couple of my coaches are in this class they're sitting through the class and we have you know a very good working relationship and I actually texted them like when I the moment I got home and I was like Mm -hmm. I'm feeling so bad right now and I just want to say it out loud Uh because I feel like when we hide it that we messed up it's worse the other thing that we don't hear then is, oh, I also did that too. Right? It, it helps lift that shroud of, I think, loneliness that sometimes as teachers um, we have. So what are some things that you do when you just are like, oh, that class didn't go so well? Yeah, I think similar. I talk to the other teachers that I really respect and, um, you know, go out for coffee and talk with them and – you know, helping normalize them too helps me, you know, it's, oh my God, I've totally had that experience. Like I totally get it. Um, I also think like just trying to come back to my improv philosophies of like mistakes or gifts, mistakes or gifts, you know, it's like, this is how I'm learning. I know I've become a really great improv teacher by fucking up big time so many times, you know, and then continuing to put myself out there and not give up, you know, even though I've had a horrendous class and, You know, people leave feeling like, you know, (laughs) what have they been through? Like to really dissect that and analyze that and notice things and then come back stronger the next time. It's like just like an improv show. Like we've all had horrible improv shows and we learn so much from them. Right. You know, right. Absolutely. Uh, What do you think? What do you think some of the – just like when you were writing the qualities of like what your perfect improviser would be. What do you think are some really important qualities of an improv teacher? I think being humble is, is really important. Being humble, um, being positive and warm, especially for those beginners. When I'm looking at, like, I feel like one of the hardest roles, uh, to hire is an improv one teacher, you know, like it's, it's, it's super important for me as a business owner that those teachers be like stellar, you know, and that they'd be like ultimate cheerleaders and warm and positive because, the people coming into class, um, I feel like it's probably that's the probably hardest group to teach is beginners because they come in with so much anxiety and judgment and critic. And you need to be able to have those soft skills to like, ugh, you know, unhinge that. Um, and it's going to come out in so many different ways. The students are going to like 
maybe not come to class, not show up. They may like attack the teacher, attack other students, attack themselves. So being super conscious of how the ego, you know, is coming out in improv class. Um, but for the higher level classes, I think it's a different type of thing because, um, improvisers at those levels, they are feeling really confident about their abilities. So we've done a good job at the beginning. Like they feel really confident. And, and now they're like, uh, their ego is like, well, Hey, if you give me criticism, then my ego starts to, it starts to shrink, you know? And that's super scary to get criticism after I've taken so much time to build up my ego, you know? So those teachers, I think, uh, need to be super skilled at, reminding the students what they're good at and then gently saying, Hey, like, what's your goal? Let's, let's meet your goals together. If your goal is to be better at characters, like, let me help you, you know, and to subvert that ego and that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All good stuff. Did I answer your question? You did. Absolutely. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I, I, I feel like okay. you totally did. Uh, if yeah. people, so where can people find you out in the big world of the internet? And also, because yeah. so you're at Leela in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what else should we know? Um, so our website is leela-sf.com. Uh, um, we're on Facebook. And Leela spelled L-E-E-L-A. Um, we're on Yelp as well. And people find us on Yelp. Thank you so much yeah, for joining me. This is fun. This is a lot of fun. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So Yeah. Yay. Cool. And we'll talk soon. <laughs> yes, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>